I'm Eugene Kim, and I welcome you to On Death, the podcast where we talk about death through the four prompts. I am, before I die, I want, when I die, I want, and after I die, I want. This week, it's just me kind of talking. I thought it'd be nice um, thinking about how I'm taking this break for the winter once the solstice hits uh, tomorrow, once this is released on the 21st. I thought it'd be nice to do sort of like a little retrospective on this past season because this is the first, uh, you know, discrete season of the podcast that I've done, the uh, 2018 uh, season, uh, going from, I think it was uh, the 29th of of March to uh, this past uh, couple weeks to the 7th of uh, December. That's like a lot of, that's a lot of interviews. I was looking at it and that's like 20 interviews, each one like an hour, two hours. And there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff in a lot of these interviews uh, in the value alone. And then I think as time goes on, there's just going to be more and more value in these interviews. So, uh, you know, so a little bit, a little bit of back history. Um, when I started this podcast during my second year, um, I was just releasing them on a pretty rigorous, like weekly schedule. Um, one second year, got pretty deep. Um, I was like, oh, maybe I should back off to every two weeks just to give myself that time. Honey is here and you can hear her panting. She's my little buddy all the time. And uh, especially while the baby's around, she's my energetic little baby, my little buddy. Anyway, so um, yeah, when I started the podcast, did it every week, then I went to every two weeks. And then um, at the end of 2017, I was pretty tired. A lot of work getting done um, between third year and uh Honey, honey, are you okay? Oh, goodness. Oh, she might be puking. I hope she's okay. She's all right. She's just being a weird dog. Anyway, this is going totally unedited. I'm just just rambling because I felt like the urge to ramble, and um, I felt like, let's not uh, make this too fancy. Um, Just me talking to you, the audience, whoever you are. Anyway, so uh, I took that break uh, from the solstice to the vernal equinox, um, kind of like that winter season to just kind of recuperate, take a break, um, still continue writing, but not uh, push myself to release these interviews, edit them, uh, do the show notes, all that stuff. It takes a lot of time for about every, it's like a one-to-one ratio of like um, the actual recording to the actual post-production time, maybe even a two-to-one post-production time to interview time. So there's a lot of work on the back end. Um, and so we releasing them every two weeks it was still a lot of work um and it also you know get taking the the spring off allowed me to bank up a lot of interviews so I wasn't like you know trying to make sure I was getting the next one for the next one um all, all in that kind of rat race it allowed me to slow down and so something I'm looking forward to for this next 2019 season is you know this this break where I can kind of pause on interviewing and then kind of make sure I line up some really really good ones um yeah, so I just want to like kind of roll through some of the interviews that I saw for the 2018, kind of talk about what I'm looking forward for 2019, and then uh, just say goodbye to you, the audience. So um, I started off this season with Rashad Malik Davis, and uh, he was just so much fun. He was such a, I, he was such a beautiful soul, and um, he's about to release his second book um, of Carefree Like Me, and I'm really excited because when I had interviewed him, I didn't, you know, didn't really know I had a son on the way. And um, I didn't really, I had read his first book. And so re- and knowing that I can read both these two books to him in the near future, I'm really, really excited about. And um, I know he's excited to have me read it to him. And then, um, yeah, and I just had so much fun with that interview. He called me the Asian Oprah. And I was like, I will accept that compliment with the greatest honor that I possibly can. 
Then, um, then I, I spoke with Caroline Wilson. She was the uh, athlete that I coached for when I was coaching crew, um, and she's this beautiful human who is uh, currently at UNH, and uh, she suffered from a TBI, while, a traumatic brain injury, while I was coaching her. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was one of the my bigger regrets of coaching, but it was kind of hard to foresee that accident. I guess it wasn't, but anyway. Uh, she she's dealing with these memory issues and it's just really wonderful to see how she you know she has these um, these challenges but she's able to maintain a very positive outlook and uh, she's just really really excited to see what she does with her life especially you know she has this challenge but she knows she's she's developed all of these wonderful ways to work around it and um, almost use it as a strength even and then uh now we're moving into uh deep april and that was when i interviewed michael karen and he was a wonderful human really big go-getter and I was so charged up uh, after interviewing him and listening to that interview it's, he's really great and I'm just really excited to see what he's doing and he when I interviewed him had a three month old something he was, he was basically uh, very close to where I am now in, in, in reflection and uh, it's pretty cool pretty cool to hear how charged up he was with life you know with a little newborn running around and a, a nine or ten year old running around too um, and I'm also really excited to uh, dig into another, you know, future interview with him um, in down, a couple of years down the line. I'm excited to do a lot of re-interviewing with guests. I think that there's a lot of value in that, and um, I've gotten a little bit more comfortable with how to conduct that kind of interview, the re-interview, uh, during this season. As I, as you know, we get more towards the end uh, or towards the current time, and then. Uh, so for Michael Karen, it was Kristen Clay Griman. Uh, she's a she's a physician working. Oh, hello, honey. She did not puke, but she is just you know kind of trolling around up and down the stairs. She's a good pup. And so uh, I uh, interviewed Kristen, and uh, it was a really great conversation because I got to hear her story, and I'd never really heard it. And she's uh, you know shortly I think while she was doing the conversation, I think she was in the process of writing a book, and uh, she's recently released it, and it's just been it was really cool to hear her. The way she tells her story, it's a very strong and powerful story, and it says a lot about why she's doing the work she's doing now. Uh, so check that out. And then uh, now we're now we're right around my birthday with Eric Garza. He's a uh, he is a really cool dude working on uh, his own podcast. It fit, recently finished with a hundred episodes, a hundred interviews, and uh, now he's working on this new thing with a lot of YouTube videos. Um, it was the podcast was called. Uh, oh god goodness I'm sorry Eric I forgot off the top of my head this is baby brain I'm gonna blame it on that uh, but now he's doing some other stuff and it's really cool to see him branch out and to uh, you know shut the door on one thing and move on to another thing and I think that's really cool and I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does uh, you know personally in terms of his personal development when I check back in with him in a few years and there's Aiden LaRue. Uh, Aiden is, uh, this is now hitting in uh, June. Uh, Aiden LaRue is a former classmate of mine for, back, way back from the high school days, back when I was a very different Eugene, and I think she would agree. And uh, I didn't know going into the interview that she was BRCA1 positive, uh, which is a pretty, which is a genetic uh, abnormality where you're more predisposed to endometrial as well as breast cancers. And so uh, it was really, I was just like, oh, really floored. I, was, I did not know how much you know, meat there would be to talk about, uh, about her health issues. But then there's also this beautiful artistic side that I was expecting to, you know, really go into, but I saw how one fed the other. And I was really glad to see, uh, talk about that. 
And then there's John Giacalone. Uh, John is a coach here in the area. He uh, has his own practice uh, as, as the mobility doc um, in Bethlehem. And he was recommended to me by a friend of mine when I was having some neck issues, uh, John Foley, who I actually interviewed later in the season. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, it was just a great time. And uh, John, um, hearing about the story from him of when his grandfather died uh, the day before his wedding day or like, it was just some really wacky circumstances and, and hearing you know the emotion bubble up from a very stoic man was very very beautiful to see and I was really glad to be able to capture that and then I also interviewed his partner um, uh, Chloe um, Chloe Costigan um, later in the season as well Actually, I don't know if I've released that yet. No, that, that'll be one of the first ones I released in this uh, 2019 season. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, then I interviewed Jen Rudolph. Uh, Jen is a really beautiful human. I met her um, through some really uh, transformative experiences uh, in, the, in like the kind of New York area. And she's just a beautiful soul. I remember hanging out with her, uh, with her driving us to her car in her big-ass minivan with like this really cool microphone setup. And I was just like, she's a cool mom. She's just like really living a wonderful life. And she's got this really wonderful attitude and hearing about the work that she does uh, in terms of education on like kind of that macro uh, statewide uh, level is really cool. And I'm just so glad that there are people out there doing both the, the spiritual work as well as the, you know, boots on the ground kind of work. Uh, then I released uh, in uh, late January, July, uh, an interview with Hunter Frost. This is my spouse, uh, Mackenzie Frost, um, now Mackenzie Kim, her brother, uh, and he was he experienced a really terrible car accident about um, a couple months after I inter uh, before I interviewed him, uh, where he broke his back, and it was like a question, would he walk again? And then he was, but then he, it was just this was really crazy experience, and just how, how does that settle on like a 19-year-old? Um, and how does that change the way that they look at the world, especially, you know, the, the, the changes in your physical body? It's just, it was a very interesting experience to, to interview him as the brother, as my brother-in-law. And um, I'm really excited to interview him a few years down the line, see how, how things, you know, unfold for him. Then, um, in August, I released uh, Alana Karma once again, and this was a really wonderful interview because I got to uh, sit down, not sit, sit down with her physically, but uh, just sit down with uh, a person that, this was my first re-interview, it was a little rough, um, but it was just th this really wonderful experience of checking in with her after such a life-changing experience of uh, getting in a car accident, being in an induced coma for almost a month, uh, and having to regain all all, like learning how to work in her body when she was such an artistic, flowing, um, embodied human, um, and how did that affect her? And I think this was a, I caught her at a you know still on on the upswing for sure, but still in a very low point, and a very, it was very challenging for her um, to have that conversation. And I'm really excited to talk with her again in a, a year or two, just to sort of see her back at her upswing, really, um, really where she. Um, towards where she should be, you know, as, as this wonderful, uh, present conscious human. Then, uh, then I interviewed Jim Goodrow. Jim is a physician, retired vascular surgeon, as he would say. And, um, I kind of knew, so I knew some of what that conversation would be like. I know he's a wonderful storyteller, um, but I also didn't really know how deep he wanted to go, and he wanted to go full depth, and that was great because he uh, he has a really tough story. He's a, a, a man who has a great, a great knowledge of the human body, and uh, he, his story is about uh, his time in the Navy as, as the vascular surgeon, treating like the whole, like covering the whole, like, 
Congress, the East Coast, parts of Europe, as as the soul of vascular surgery, it was pretty pretty wild. And then also hearing his story about Kevin, the son that his son that committed suicide, and and how there's a really beautiful story arc there. I really enjoyed that. Um, it was a lot to experience, and it was a lot to record. And I'm really glad that I was able to record it because his story is some one that should be heard. Um, then uh, now we're about almost halfway, more than halfway through the season, guys, gang, everybody, all humans. Uh, <laughs> on uh, in the, now we're heading into the fall of uh, in September. I released uh, an interview with Tasia Persevich. She's a, a really strong woman who uh, won the CrossFit games in the team competition with you know with uh, rich froning and he's sort of uh, always put up as like the, the wayne gretzky of the the sport of fitness and crossfit and tasia is uh, an up-and-comer who is really uh she competed as an individual joined this team uh down in uh cookville tennessee and uh she's just uh, i caught her a few months after she won and just being able to talk, debrief with her about the ad experience as well as dig into some of her personal life you know some of her her uh history of uh, with uh abusive relationships as well as being raised by a single mom i think there was just a lot of really good stuff there and she's just someone that i'm really excited to see how she grows and develops as a human because i know she's doing both the physical athletic development and then she's also doing the spiritual uh community work as well that i'm really uh just floored by uh, then with uh, then I interviewed Alex Zemanski and Alex uh, I also coached him uh, he you know with that cohort with Caroline Wilson uh, back in my Great Bear rowing days um, and she or, and Alex is um, he was he was really young I, I could I see a lot of potential in this young man and uh, I'm really just interested to see where he goes because he he has this very you know almost uh bushido idea of like uh, what it means to be a leader and i'm really excited because i i see a lot of myself in that kind of mindset of like how important leadership is as an idea and i want to see what where he goes with it because right now he's in he's in college and he's you know navigating the space of being an ra um in a catholic school so like trying to respect the rules of the school but also respecting the autonomy of his um residence it's just that's a very interesting place to put yourself in terms of a leadership position and I know that it's only going to put him in better places or in a better mindset moving forward into life. Um, then I interviewed John Foley. He, this is the fellow that recommended uh, what was his name, John Jackaloni, to me um, as a you know a PT a D, a chiropractor kind of guy. And so John Foley, I've known him since my college days um, back at Tufts University. I've known him for almost a decade, almost over a decade now. Um, and uh, he's a good, good. I would call him a brother. He's he's a very good friend of mine. We've been through some wacky times, and we've grown a lot since we've initially met. And uh, this was a great conversation to have with him because he was the first of my like core like male friend group. Um, so it was really really great to be able to crack that open. Uh, you know, I kind of like I said, uh, Aiden Larue was the first person that I interviewed from my high school life. Uh, then John Foley is sort of the first person I've interviewed from my college life. Um, and so really nice to just sort of crack those eggs and sort of um, be able to dive into these re rich rich human networks that uh, have all these wonderful people in them. And, uh, you know, I, I also interviewed another friend of mine, Adam Arazi. And uh, that's another whole story we talk about when we're talking about what we're excited for 2019. And so, uh, with, and then after John Foley, I interviewed Ashley Karen. Ashley is the spouse and mother of child for Michael Karen. Um, and she's just this wonderful firebrand, um, so much life and, uh, energy and zest. And she's funny and doesn't take herself very seriously, but she's also takes certain things in her life very seriously. 
training for an Ironman while raising a uh, one, like a, I think when I interviewed her, she was about a year old and uh, a Stadler. And then she's also got this 10 year old and trying to do that and be also a, an entrepreneur. It's just really, she's doing a lot. And it's really cool to see somebody working so hard just to, you know, enjoy life and not just working hard, but enjoying the work. Um, really great stuff. And then uh, I interviewed Randall Sheffield. This is now in November of this year. Um, Randall is a friend of mine, a good friend of mine. I'd call him also a brother. Um, and this is a re-interview with him. Um, and he was one of the first people I interviewed for the podcast initially. Um, when I called it the Dirty Dozen, like when I was kind of figuring out how to do this podcast game. Um, I interviewed Randall and now I check back with, in with him and, you know, our friendship has grown, deepened and also become more distant because uh, we used to be uh, on the same campus taking the same classes. And now we're, uh, he graduated from PT school. He was kind of studying for his board exams when I interviewed him. And I'm still in fourth year, but I also got a kid on the way. And so it was really, really wonderful to talk with him and to um get into some good stuff because he had this story about going to Costa Rica and this, this wacky Costa Rica story, uh, is, is, is wonderful in and of itself of like a, how do, how do you interpret obstacles and challenge? But then also he, uh, has a story about kind of being swept away to the ocean and, uh, maybe they came back, maybe they didn't. And it was a really interesting experience. Uh, and we were able to riff on that using that as a really real life example of, um, how do you, what do you really believe? What are your values surrounding your own death? Um, using that as sort of like a, like, what if that happened? What if this happened? Would you accept this if that happened? It was a, it was a great conversation and I could tell he had a lot of fun with it. Last three gang, don't you worry. And then we're going to talk about 2019. So uh, I interviewed Camille Imbo. She was another re-interview. Uh, Camille, I had so much fun with her first interview. Uh, this was when I interviewed her. It was like in the fall of her fourth year. And now she's uh, an intern PGY1 uh, doing OB-GYN work um, down in Florida. And uh, the first interview was really fun, light. And we laughed and giggled and had so much fun. It was great. And then the second interview was a little bit more somber, and that was because uh, we were able to discuss. She was willing to talk with me about her um, experience with a with suicide and depression, and uh, being a uh, person that struggles with suicidal thoughts as a healthcare provider. And that's just such a beautiful. Um, beautiful view into something that is very common, unfortunately, uh, depression, suicidal thoughts and suicide in healthcare providers. Um, but there's very rarely a, a real, like kind of as it's happening discussion with a person, there's always, uh, it, it's usually a, Oh, I didn't know that they were suffering from, from depression and then they committed suicide and you're trying to piece this together after the fact. But this is a, it's just what the, the, a, a lens into a, a very quiet phenomenon. And uh, I really, really treasured this interview because it was some, It was very hard for her, um, but I also could tell that it was very um, good for her to get that story out. And I'm really, really honored to receive that story. And then uh, another, another re-interview was with Jarell Mayer. Jarell is uh, another member of the Dirty Dozen, and Jarell was... Uh, I had I was so new at interviewing I just didn't dive into the depth that I wanted and there was so much rich uh, conversation to be had and that's what we had in this second reinterview um, or with this reinterview was being able to dive into his experience uh, having be, being raised by his grandparents losing both of it, both of his grandparents while having your your mother alive but sort of estranged and so it was really uh, a very modern. Uh, relationship with parents uh, and grandparents and uh, what does it mean to be a family. Um, I thought that was really strong work that we did in this interview and I was really glad to be able to record it. 
and I'm, I'm just he's a he's a beautiful human he's just this big uh cuddly big teddy bear and i i i, I can't wait to see him again because he's he's playing good in medical school he's studying for the mcat so it's, it's i'm i'm you know he i'm really excited to see what he does with his life you know he's a cool dude and then most recently, I interviewed I interviewed Becky Orton, and Becky is a, an athlete that I met in CrossFit Juggernaut up in New Hampshire when I was coaching CrossFit, and she, um, she's just this wonderful human. She uh, adopts and fosters medically ch fragile children, and so these are children that have multiple admissions a year, um, require many medications, and a lot of love and a lot of attention. And she's able to provide it, and so she's got. Um, a lot of she's got her own biological children she's also got these foster children and it's just somebody that's uh, walking the walk of of wanting to make the world a better place by like opening her home and uh, ta her talking about her experiences with her her mother who also fostered children and how that kind of sets the imprint down and I was really really uh, glad to have even an hour of her time because an hour of a uh, you know a young parent's time is a lot you know in terms of my own interviewing time but also uh, the parent of medically fragile children is you know an hour of that time is very 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 valuable so uh, that was 2018 I, it was really nice to be able to talk it all through with you um, and it was there was a lot of really great conversations that were had in 2018 and I think that in 2019 looking forward there's a lot of um, more good stuff to happen i have um an interview with uh, as i mentioned adam Arazi. he is a, a very close friend of mine a brother of mine uh in you know kind of quotes um and uh, i went to college with him i went i lived with him after college and i've been maintained a friendship with him for the past decade and uh before uh, when i interviewed him um we were kind of like, oh, do we do this interview? Do we not do this interview? I was kind of because he was about to go to Mexico and stuff. Um, I'm really glad we did because um, less about a week later, his father died, and so it was a very close pre-tragedy, uh, life-changing event in his life. And uh, something that I'm really excited to do is uh, very shortly I'll be seeing Adam and I would like to uh, interview him again and to really parse through because the interview we had was. Um, you know, sort of like the, the Camille. The first interview was fun, and we were just jiving and, and having a great conversation. But I think the second interview will be where we really dig into um, the emotional stuff to really, because, you know, with Adam, it was very intellectual, and we were kind of like kind of sparring in a way. Um, but on I think on this next interview, it'll be a really deep dive into um, his values and, to, and what his... Uh, what does he really want out of life um, now that he really sees what does it mean to uh, have a life and death? And then I also interviewed Chloe Costigan, and Chloe is, a, as I mentioned, the spouse um, and partner of John Giacalone, and uh, she is this wonderful PT, and we, we dive into some great stuff because her father died at a young age, and so how did that affect her, and how does that affect her relationship with death and living? And... Uh, she uh, was training for uh, a really long, I think it was like a 15-mile uh, trail run at the time. So it was just really great. She's, she's a wonderful human. And there's a lot of other interviews that I'm planning for 2019. I'm planning on re-interviewing myself and Mackenzie uh, to sort of, you know, Mackenzie was the first interview. We recently listened to it, and it was a rough interview. I will say that right now. However, I think it was the first and most necessary interview, and I'd love to uh, re-interview her um, now that we're parents, now that we are navigating this world together. We, before, we were kind of, we were dating. We didn't want to put labels on it. Uh, then she moved in, and then we got married, and now we have a kid. So there's a lot of life that has happened in between that first interview that started this podcast to um, whenever we sit down together. 
And I'd also love to reinterview, have her reinterview me again to, uh, you know, all that life change. A lot, a lot of stuff's happened since then. And I have many friends in the area that I want to interview before I perhaps leave. I'll find out if I uh, have to leave the Lehigh Valley uh, for matching purposes for residency. Um, I'll find that out what, right around the time I start the podcast up again in March. Um, I think this, let me look up the equinox, the vernal equinox uh, right now while I have you, um, because that'll tell me when do, oh, so it'll be March 20th. I will match um, before I return to the podcast. And when I do return to the podcast, I'll sort of have an idea of like, what's going on? Do I really need to interview these people fast? Because, you know, I had the experience this year in 2018 of, uh, of, a person, someone dying that was on my list of people that I wanted to interview, Christian Gomez. Uh, Christian uh, is this beautiful soul I met in tr- in, a, in the transformative uh, event groups. This one down in, in Tampa. And he is such a beautiful human. Um, Marine Corps, uh, I believe a combat veteran, and uh, just this wonderful soul. And he, he re- we really connected at an event. And then um, I was always kind of putting him on my list of people to interview and then I kept putting it off. And he, I think almost almost a year ago, maybe a little bit less, um, he died during a home invasion. He was uh, shot and killed by some people kind of like, I don't know the whole story, but it was, it was really tragic and unexpected. And, uh, you know, luckily he was the only one to be hurt. He had a, uh, a spouse and two young girls living with him. Um, unfortunately, they are you know, without a father now. However, they, they know, I, I don't know. I'm, uh, so I guess what I'm saying when I bring up Christian is that I um, learned that I do not have all the time in the world to conduct these interviews. The interviews I, I want to, the, every interview I do should have a really good reason behind it because that is an interview that I'm uh, not having with uh, many other people. So like the, you know, it doesn't need to be a perfect interview. It doesn't need to be a world changing interview, but I need to have a good reason for it. And uh the ones that I schedule, I want to really make a, 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 an intention behind because um, I have with these interviews a really interesting opportunity because most of these people aren't famous. Uh, most of these people have probably have never really been recorded in an interview format like this. And so when things happen to them, like with Alana Karma, uh, these interviews hold a lot of value to the community that surrounds them. And so I think that I got to be... I got to I got to have some, you know, oomph behind these interviews, behind why I do this project. Um and so uh while I will not be able to interview Christian Gomez, I will be able to interview his spouse, uh his his widow. Um and that's something that I'm lining up for 2019. There's a lot of uh I don't know, a lot of good stuff that that's going to happen in 2019. It's going to be a challenging year. It's going to be I'm going to try to get a lot of interviews done during this winter season so that and, and that kind of uh, end of medical school from uh, match day until like uh, May, June, because in May, in June, July, that's when intern year starts my residency. And that's going to be a difficult year to keep afloat on the podcast. And so I want to have as many, many interviews as I can. I'm hoping to have about 20 so that I don't need to conduct interviews. I can just uh do the production on the back end because like I said, it's like a two to one production to interview time uh, to actually process these interviews to get them ready for you as listeners to um, check them out. Um, So I'm, it's, I want, I'm, my goal is to keep doing these interviews uh, to keep this podcast and these, these, this project going until I can no longer talk until that's until my mind is gone.
or my voice is gone. And um, I think that if I can make it through having a one-year-old at home, uh, being a an intern at a psychiatric residency program, uh, I think that I will be able to continue that forever. But I just need to get through that crucible of a year to keep these projects going. Um, and we'll see. We'll see if I make it. I, I hope that you. Uh, I hope that you're cheering me on. Um, I. I, and then the last thing I would like to say is uh, to you, the listener, um, as I tend to do at these, the ends of these interviews to address the, the person on the other side of this microphone, um, I don't really know much about you. I would like to hear more from you, um, even if it's just that these interviews are interesting to you, or maybe you don't like these interviews, you, want, you have some constructive feedback, or maybe some not so constructive feedback. I just want to hear from you, the listener. Um, and so uh, my personal email address is hello at eugenehkim, and I would really appreciate it if you reach out. Uh, just to let me know who are you, uh, why are you listening to this podcast, uh, what 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 are the kinds of conversations that really give you a reason to keep, keep this podcast in your feed and to keep downloading it and to keep spending your time your be- your very valuable time to listen to my voice uh talk with other people again the uh email address is hello at eugenehkim um so please reach out i'd really really love to have a better connection to you the audience because i know that there's a couple of you folks listening out there i just don't know who you are and why you're listening so let's change that uh going into 2019 and um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm thank you for listening to this rambling, kind of unplanned, uh, by the seat of our pants, uh, solo cast about uh, 2018 and uh, what's up ahead for 2019. And with this interview, with this you know episode um, audio file, I'm going to be closing out the year uh, to you, gang. Uh, however, as I mentioned earlier, I will be continuing to release uh, or repost interviews, really good ones from this past year, just in case you didn't take, you know, you didn't listen to them. Maybe I'll dig back into the uh, archives on other, other ones that I think are gems that need to be re-listened to. Um, not just by you, but also by myself. Because uh, that's something I need to do a lot more of. I recently listened to Yahya Mashriki's interview, um, and that was powerful as a new father to hear the experience of someone losing their wife during childbirth. Um, so I don't know. I think that there's, I I don't know what this project's going to be in ten years. I hope that it's still going. Um, but I just uh, I thank you all. I thank you all for listening, um, and I hope that you uh, have something to look forward to for 2019 and something grateful to be grateful for in 2018. Thank you very much.